Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. I had a glance at the calendar there. Yeah, Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. And Martin Weiss. And let me stress, dear, dear, because I had a thought. It wasn't a dream, but I had a thought this morning that maybe one of you guys or Eddie Spaghetti or Mikey Meatballs or Babyface Joel Solomon, who all live in L.A., um, one of you won the Powerball, which the ticket was purchased in downtown L.A., over a billion dollars, and that you're on this one last podcast just to tell me to F off. Is that true? <laughs> Is that no? Well, that be? No, I, I had the same thought. I, mean, I don't know why your glass is half empty like that there, Sal. You've been our fearless leader for three years now. Happy anniversary, yeah. by the way. We'll Thank be you. on vacation. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when it's time to mark that, uh, that uh, three-year run we've been on. Um, but I assume, because I, I we all made that pact, right? You guys remember that we were like, if anybody wins it, we all win it. And we, we split, split it, it evenly. Yeah, right. yeah. We, we said that, didn't we? I know we did. Sure. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't win. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll confess up to remembering <laughs> right. that Martin, would you do that? Would you curse me out? You might curse me out anyway, without having won uh, a dime here, but would that be your style? Would you have even showed up for this podcast? Had you won? I would have showed up. I wouldn't have cursed okay. you out, but meatballs, however, I got words for that. <laughs> He's, had it coming. He's had it coming for a while. <laughs> He's right, had so. it coming. He just sits there. <laughs> that makes sense. He sits there and tries to figure out. I don't know, Babyface. You said we wouldn't uh, look. Uh, you look at the numbers, like, oh my god, that that seems so easy. Why didn't uh, Why didn't we pick that? The, well, the double twenty four, the supplemental twenty four, and the twenty four being a number. I would have definitely had that. I would have definitely had seven, ten. Well, how did I screw this up, Babyface? Well, first of all, had I won, you would have Mets Yankees first uh, road tickets in, <laughs> yeah, your, right. in your mailbox right now. But no, it is crazy that none of the numbers were above 24, but double 24. I'm surprised you uh, said that is the to me. That's the hardest. I'm joking. Part. I'm oh. joking. It's a nonsense. <laughs> Two greatest um, 24s in sports history. Go. Barry Willie Bonds. Mays. I don't know who they are. I, I can't think of who they are. I can think of Barry Bonds with the Pirates. Well, no, he was 25. Willie Mays. Is Willie Mays. And then I don't Man, know. Griffey Jr. was 24, right? Oh, no, Griffey he was 23. Was no, he was oh. 23, right? Yeah. Junior was? Anyway. All right. We could, uh, I, I, you know what I was thinking? It's it's Michael Jordan. a good thing. Of course, Kobe. it's not a good thing. But a good thing that I didn't win this because I would not stop gambling. I would have probably, I'd probably gamble it away by week seven or something. And that's a sign. If you gamble at all after winning the Powerball, that is a sign of a real unconquerable problem, right? Even if you gamble a dime of it, like I spent the dollar and won a billion, but that's not quite enough of a rush. Martin, would you gamble again if you won a billion dollars? Absolutely. <laughs> it's so Absolutely. stupid. <laughs> Are you serious? Why? Of course. Of really? course. Oh, like we I need Jared Goff to run in a, a backdoor covered uh, touchdown against the Chiefs to get really excited. The Powerball's because not enough. Sal, I mean, let's think about it. You got a billion dollars. Like, all of a sudden now, like, your whole framework of life has changed. Because, I, I mean, pretty much I everybody else. Makes the, sense. 
Right. Well, because yeah. what makes you get up in the morning? I don't mm-hmm. know. To go make some money so you can eat and have a place to live and all of that. You no yeah. longer have that obligation if you have a billion dollars. I'd be betting on everything because I may be <laughs> up at four o'clock in the morning because I got nothing to do. But what if you if you lose? Are you going to be like, oh darn? Like, how much are you betting? Is, is that that's the question? Like, I guess if you're, I, you get it both ways because if you're betting twenty dollars, it's like, what's the point? Um, and if you're betting um, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, what the hell? Why are you squandering this? You hit the lottery, literally, Sheck. Right. And and right. Philosophically, they as they say, quit while you're ahead. Well, you're never going to win a bigger one than <laughs> right. that bet. So For a dollar. Be, right. So you dollar. should theoretically stop. It's the greatest yeah. wager that anyone could ever make in life. But yeah. then again, there is the Charlie Sheen factor. And by the way, remember when Charlie Sheen was crazy? Old Chaz. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but that feels like I, I couldn't put that in the like, was that 10 years ago? Was that <clears> 40 years ago? 40. All these all these pedestrian little uh, celebrity dust-ups have been left in the dustbin of history because of the last five years or so in our society. Everything I don't even feels think, like a misdemeanor I, at this point, I, I but that was so crazy. Be, I don't think we'd be allowed to make fun of Charlie Sheen right now. I got, how about <laughs> I know, I, I, right? I think, like, no, that's a guy with mental issues. Leave him alone. In the, in the midst of that, yeah. like 2010, 2011, yeah. I applied. I was in college at the time. I applied to be Charlie Sheen's intern. Yeah. Oh, you did? Was, yeah. Didn't get really? it. Really? Yeah, didn't oh. get it. But uh but yeah, but the point is Chad Sheen, like his the 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 notion by from those who were like, Yeah, you gotta understand where Chaz is coming from. It's like he's been a celebrity for so long and has money to burn and all that. So conventional womanizing and whatever didn't yeah. didn't get it done for him. So he had to do the most extreme wild crap he could possibly do. And so right. maybe that's would be you're there. you hear that from Phil Mickelson, you know, Norm McDonald famously, you know, used to throw it around yeah, you, real you good. Can't I shut off you the chemical, whatever, whatever the uh, disconnect or connect there is. I guess that's true. And, uh, you know, if you want a billion dollars, a lot wouldn't make sense. Would you ever drive again? There'd be no reason to ever drive. Oh, again, right. I'd never yeah. drive again. Yeah. I would never I would never uh, cook my own food. I would never yeah. wear a, a repeat pair of socks. Mm-hmm. I would never. Um, I would all. I would have a Gatorade cooler. Like you know, how they okay. got like you know, how, like in the movies, they got the the uh, the cooler. I mean, not the cooler, but the, the drink dispenser where you can yeah. get like every soda under the sun. I would do that, but for sports drinks. Really interesting. That's just all right, off the top of my head. I get a new car. Um, Spaghetti, yeah, right? That's that down. A new car. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow! Are you a billion dollars? You get yourself a car? By the way, if you try to get a car, they're still they're, it's still very hard. You got to get on a list. So, uh, good luck to you getting that car for just a billion dollars. Hey, I have my own Powerball going on. Uh, the Open Golf. Here's an update. Tommy Fleetwood. I gave him out at twenty eight to one. Finished at five under. Tied for the lead. Just come on. We need some kind of storm to cancel the rest of this tournament. I know there's. Um, everybody's got <laughs> most of their round left of one and then two, three, and four. But let me cash this 28 to one. Shaq, Christophe. Get in there, Putin. Go ahead, Prigozhin. Invade. Get, get in the way of this. End the tournament. I listened to you and the fellas with our pal, the Dutch Mook Schmidl himself, Paul yeah. Kohorst, and I completely agreed. Somehow, we did minus three on, uh, on, uh, in the morning. Yeah, on Wednesday night, we did it. It's out now. Somehow we went two hours and I was all set 
with Scotty Scheffler as my pick. Somehow over two hours, we never got to giving our oh. open picks there. So so anyway, I'm with the Dutch Mook on this one. How's he doing so far? I think he's one under. Scheffler's okay. one under at this point. So he's in it. I think he had three bogeys because I did bet him to have a bogey-free round. But if you watch, you look at these bunkers. It's hilarious with these knuckles in the greens that it looks like you're, you know, four yards from the cup, and then it just, like, divots and and rolls back into a sand trap that's right there. It's... um. It's it's impossible to have a bogey free round. I think in this, I love this course. I really do. This do uh, you? I think. Mook, yeah, I think he said it's, it's his funny. favorite. It might be mine too. I'm bored with the Masters. Sorry. I I kind of get it, and it's funny. There's been this uh, revolution over the last twenty years or so, even in like you know some U.S. Open courses, like in uh, in Western Pennsylvania, Oakmont, which is a legendary course um, in golf. They turned it into basically that kind of a golf course, into the mm. the Euro, the into links. the English yeah. style, into the Lynx style. And it's funny because I'm partial to the American golf courses, but it's sort of like American pizza versus the OG Italian pizza. Italians <laughs> are like, oh, you guys don't re- – that's not real pizza. You know, yeah. that's a, that's an Americanized – I'm partial to the Americanized version of golf. I don't I, – I know it's what I grew up with, but I don't I, – I don't, it doesn't appeal to me. That, that super – flat track kind of that you see in England a lot with those super deep bunkers. Nah, I don't know. I like the aha moments. I think because most of these guys are smug and I'm kind of rooting against them anyway, cause I'm only rooting for my guy. I like the, we talk about the, the feeling you get when you win a bet, but when one of these smug uh, jerks comes up and hits it right into the, into the yeah. fescue, I'm like, aha, I like that more than, Oh wow. He hit the middle of the fairway again. Well, all right, let's see if the, if uh, you know, the approach shot makes it too. So I don't know. Uh, it's been fun so I mean, far. But, uh, that track. Tommy Fleetwood blows it. But go ahead, yeah. I was about to say that tracks with you, Sal, because I, my first thought <laughs> when somebody were to give you a billion dollars, and like Joel said, he would give you Mets Yankees tickets. Right. You would give everybody like, like if like if you won a billion dollars, you would give tickets for Eddie to go watch the Eagles and the Commanders. You yeah, know, right, right, right. <laughs> like I was like, like that's where he would be like <laughs> so true. in the fifth row, you know, having all like that's the type of thing that you would do. So it makes perfect sense that the reason you like this golf course better is because guys are cursing the guys as they try to. <laughs> Thanks a lot, to Martin. It you just ruined my uh, gift for Eddie, and I did actually get him that for his <laughs> birthday. So uh, I, I wish for Eddie I could get him a Saquon Barkley signing. The the running back, you know, the gripes continue. The stats continue to emerge about running back productivity and longevity and the pay structure. And I saw that Saquon Barkley interview. I think it was from yesterday. And he says he may have to skip the season. And, you know, he's so well-spoken and his words are so well thought out. And it's not an emotional F these owners response. I do feel bad for him. And it also makes sense. And he's like, it is what it is. And I'm going to have to decide. And sitting is an option. Spaghetti, I'm sorry. You may have to splurge for the Matt Breda jersey. Yeah, I think, and I said this yesterday on on uh, minus three with Dave and Hench. I think his agent really screwed him over pretty badly here. I think Saquon right now is twenty six years old, um, twenty eight years old. We know that's when the drop off happens. He has like nine hundred and fifty carries and around like two hundred or so receptions, a little bit more than that. So over a thousand touches combined. What makes him think sitting out this season would then increase his value? Like you're going to be making 10 million, 10.2, whatever it is, if you play this year, that doesn't make any sense to me. The other thing too, 
is like, you know, I'm not saying that Dalen Jones is going to take the leap to become uh, in the in the conversation with Joe Burrow and, and Mahomes and the like. But I do think the first time in his career, he's had consistency. The offensive line's improved. Obviously got some new weapons, uh, you know, tight end and receivers. If he's just, you know, you know, you know, a smidge better than he was pass wise last year. The team may not need Saquon like to be himself. They could be more of a pass friendly oh, team. No. So what I'm trying to say is like I do think <laughs> there's an opportunity for this offense to be more of a passing offense, like we saw with the Bills with Josh Allen when Dable was coaching him. So I think this could backfire pretty miserably on Saquon. I mean, it's not the running back that makes the team, unfortunately. Like the, the running backs we've been seeing, these seventh round picks, these fifth round picks. They've all been guys who have been with good coaches, good play calling, a quarterback that keeps the defense honest and a great offensive line. And I think the Giants are kind of trending in that direction. So I think it would best it would Saquon's best effort would be to play, have a good season. And then the Giants could, you know, let him walk instead of tagging him. He can go sign a deal elsewhere with, you know, the Tennessee Titans or whoever that wants to sign free agents and not make a playoff push. So I think that is the best route for Saquon. So running backs are very important for the game, right? Still, right. It's Mm. not like they're. productivity when they're on the field went down 90% in the last 20 years. Then I could see them not getting paid. Long-term deals, different story, whatever, they break down. Okay, but when they're on the field, they should get paid. You guys work in the restaurant industry growing up? Or mm-hmm. now, even? Sure. Okay, yeah, what I've do waiters do? Before. Yeah, the waiters are the top uh, top earners, right? Uh, aside from Barista Dave, stop by. I'll give you a special deal on uh on your favorite Barista? latte. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's coffee shop. But I'm thinking restaurants more uh specifically. You get the waiter, gets the big tips. What does he do with the tips? She do with the tips, the waitress. They tip out their bus boys. The the running backs should be considered, I hate to say it, as bus boys right now. And these quarterbacks and these offensive linemen, forget the days where the quarterback buys his offensive line Rolexes at the end of the year for protecting him. Uh, tip out your running back at the end of the year. It's built into your salary. There you go. That's basically they're being nice. treated as second class citizens, unfortunately. I think the quarterbacks, I think the higher paid guys have to look out for these running backs. I don't know who I talked to about that. I'm trying to think of, well, first of all, first of all, in response to what Spaghetti just said about Saquon's value to the Giants offense and whether or not Danny Dimes without a high end running back behind him um, can force defenses in the direction that he wants and the day ball wants to to direct the, fo- the, the football. I think the red flag, and it's anecdotal, but the uh, what's understood is the best run attack in the NFL is what Kyle Shanahan does. And everybody said, look how he can make anybody a star back there. He went and got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that, exactly. that to me is interesting. I, I think that that's some bit of evidence that understands, kind of like we talked about earlier in the week about five years ago with Levy and Bell in that. People said, Dave, James Connors just as good. Look, he's putting up numbers. It's like, yeah, but Levy and Bell is forcing the defense to do what the Steelers want, mm-hmm. which is to stack it up, thereby opening up the pass catchers behind um, the the uh, or back into the secondary. So, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting to me. Well, you listen, you can, sad, you're right. like, you, I know, but you could attack this argument any way you want and be right and wrong. Like Martin right. brought up the other day. Yes, uh, you, Shaq, you could say, and you would be right. Like, look at the Super Bowl winners. They don't rely on the best running backs of all time. They just don't. Well, you could use the Chiefs as an example, but then you have to mention that Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And that's why Isaiah Pacheco, who no one was singing songs about coming out of college, is able to thrive in that offense. Or as Martin pointed out, the 49ers don't go nearly as far without Christian McCaffrey. So there's no right way to look at it, but 
except that if you look at their numbers, they're still productive. The best ones are still a major part of their offenses and a major part of why their teams are winning, right? It is right. In, in, in the in a copycat league to me, it seems it seems that Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco is much more easier to replicate than having a Hall of Famer at quarterback. It's really hard to get a Hall of Famer at quarterback. Right. It seems to be much easier to get four or five running backs. And it's just to show you when you can get one that's really, really good, like Christian McCaffrey, it just might take you through a place where you can lose three quarterbacks. They've been trying to move on for Jimmy G for like three years and right. have had some of the most success in the NFC. Why? Because they run the ball. Yeah. There is, let me just say, as we talk about the rolling conversation of their different ways to skin the cat. Five years ago, it was like you either have that high-end top five or six QB, or you really, unless things break just so for you over the course of five weeks, you can wend your th way through the playoffs. But for the most part, it's always going to be not just even a guy who's going to wind up in the Hall of Fame, but like one of the top two or three of the era, or you really don't, you're not a perennial contender. Now, it does feel like there is a distinction to be made between the teams that have that very short list of who has uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I include Herbert in that. And then after <laughs> that, you got to go bully ball. Like, are you going to try to shoot it out? Is that your idea that once we get to January, we made the playoffs, we won 10 games over the course of the regular season. Now we're in now. Who knows? We're in the tournament. Anything can happen. Yeah, but you do know that you're not going to shoot it out with the Chiefs and win probably nine times out of ten. The only course of action you have is what the Eagles did. It worked out well. Jalen right. Hurts doesn't fumble. They vanquished the Chiefs in February past, and I think that's the thing. A lot of cynics in on the banks of the Three Rivers and beyond is like, Dave, they're spending so much on defense and on the uh, on and on the line and everything. I don't know if that's a winning strategy. Well, okay, but then we can't go get Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, so you now attack what? it differently. You have to figure out how to do it. Well, right. I think I think we figured this out, Spaghetti. I hope you feel better. Do you feel better about this? I think ultimately he's going to end up playing. I mean, he's going to okay. – it, it doesn't make sense for him not to play. Too. He's too I old. Too. He's too much uh, wear and tear. He has to play. If he wants any value, any contract in the future, he has to play. There's no track record of a running back sitting out that actually worked out. Well, but no no track for a single running back sitting out. But I think the only way this would work is if four or five or six of them actually sit out. And I don't think that, that's going to happen, right? I think Here's the big philosophical question for you, Sal, as somebody who cares about the history. Well, well listen, everybody weigh in. But, mm. I mean – it is one of those things. I think part of the people who are like, this is sad. This is a shame what's happening to NFL running backs as if the world doesn't have bigger problems than million-dollar running backs. But, um, you know, if, if you care about – if you've watched football for 30 years, for 70 years, of course, Red Grange and Jim Brown and Paul Hornig and Franco Harris and Tony Dorsett and, mm -hmm. so, and OJ and all the – they matter. And so it's sort of like, are you okay philosophically with the marginalization of this iconic position in the game that we love to watch? And then my pushback on that is like, I don't know, head on kickers went away. They moved the goalposts up from the back from the goal line back to the end of the field. The world didn't end when those things happened. You, you get I used guess to worse everything. Things. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's no, but but that's things. my point. The game itself, what we're watching, does hasn't changed. Like, yeah, the, if you if you care so much about their salaries, that's one thing. But I don't think the uh, 
the allocation of, of touches to running backs is going to change dramatically because these guys are paid less. So that's that's what's weird. What we did discuss on AAO, I'm curious to think what you guys think is, what do you think as an athlete growing up? Are you like, all right, maybe running back isn't as glamorous a position, and does this start at the high school level? Do you then try out for wide receiver? More kids trying out for wide receiver? Or are more high schools and more colleges adopting a pass first offense anyway, so that maybe running backs don't get beat up as much and their longevity increases over the years. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it'd be interesting to see what happens on the levels underneath NFL. Let your kid play running back. If he's going to play football, like if you've made the decision to let him play football, let your kid play running back. Because let me tell you something. The holdups that Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs are having right now, will not impact your child whatsoever because your kid's not going to the NFL. And yeah. if he does go to the NFL, he's not going to be in the top 2% of the running backs in the NFL to where this is an issue for. So go ahead. Let that kid play running back. Maybe well, the parents lucky, will let him. might go yeah. and play. Uh, Bad might, news, Jean-Claude Van Damashek. We got to come up with plan B here. Martin canceled <laughs> no, no. our first plan. All right. My point, my point is everyone wants to be Steph Curry now, right? They don't want to be a banger inside. Mm-hmm. So there are things that dictate how games change, how the glorious positions are, uh, you know, observed and everything like that. So I don't know. Um, speaking of glorious, Shaq, I know you love this. The Seahawks, we can be on the same page here. They revealed their blue and silver uniform. I think they're only going to use these once. Um, they're back from the 90s. Something like that, right. I love it. Beautiful. A plus, right? What, what's the, what was the weight? A plus. I, I, you know, Uniformant is over the moon, or at least he was until Thursday morning when the Indianapolis Colts decided yeah. they chose to do this. You understand? That's the thing that needs to be pointed out. It's one mm-hmm. thing if you fall in, there's a series of events, and next thing you know, like, oh, wait, how do we wind up wearing these? No, no. This was a willful choice that they've made, and it's mm-hmm. a disgraceful one. But as, <laughs> or at least that was my first. Uh, they, the Indianapolis Colts have a black helmet now. Did you see mm-hmm. this? Black helmet, dark blue, maybe spaghetti or meatballs. Find this if you can and, and pull it up. I don't know it's if so uh, bad. Martin saw it. I no, forget what that's too, called. Yeah. Heathered. It's Heathered. Like uh, if you ever shopped on the J. Crew catalog. You know what it's, their, called? it's called? It's called Heather. low budget uh, B um, football movie. Uh, they don't want to pay for rights and they don't want to step on any color combinations that might um, infringe. A black helmet is what in Indiana. Yeah. First of all, yeah. it's Kentucky colors. Who's the, who's the Indiana Hoosiers arch rival? UK. Why would you uh, honor that too. team? One. Two, mm-hmm. I do want to say a little bit of sunshine for you. It it does. They're called the Indiana, Indiana Knights. That's what the name of the uniform is. Because, of course, what? we must pay homage. The name of the uniform? Yeah. We have to pay homage to, to the Knights in Indiana. As somebody who experienced them for four years of his life. Wait, oh, there's, there's nothing a C? quite like. The There's heck? a C on the jersey too. Well, that thing's been on there for a while. That, that's really? The, uh, I don't know why it stands out to me more, but um, that used to 80. denote captain. But that's just Colts. That's just in case people forget the team name. We need to put a little bit tiny C. That is Colts, or is that a or is that what a sponsorship is thing? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I saw sure some people Colts, questioning yeah. whether or not Alec Pierce would have been a captain number fourteen. Like, right, right, like right. would he been a captain? Listen, I'll tell you this right here, right now. If they are co-opting the captain C for the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. 
I might really have my first boycottable instance of the NFL. Interesting. I might have to. I'm gonna have to really <laughs> put my foot down. Draw a line, no man. one. If everyone is a captain, no one can be a captain. I don't <laughs> like it one bit. Is it well, do, copyright? Yeah. Copyright? Yeah. Is there supposed to be a circle around the sea? Is that? I, I don't know. Joel, what what do you see in this? I'm with Martin. I mean, this is a team that raised a banner for what? Just making an AFC Championship game. So it does make sense that Colts would just adopt right. a C for their jersey. Yes. Yeah. But also, it begs the question, what did Alec Pierce do to deserve this? I have told the story before <laughs> in second grade on Valentine's Day. Girls like Valentine's Day. Boys in elementary school, not as much. And, uh, like, they had to force one of us. The local newspaper showed up, and they're like, we need two kids. One boy, one girl to, like, hold a Valentine, and we'll put it in mm -hmm. the paper, and it'll be cute. No boy wanted to do it, of course. That would be humiliating. Cooties and all that. Right. And... uh and I, my name got drawn, drawn out of the hat. And boy, did I get ribbed good. Boy, were people, <laughs> ah, David has to do it. I really was in tears. What were you, you wearing? The photo. What uniform were you wearing? Well, listen, I don't, but the, that's, that's rear view mirror stuff. What did uh, Alec Pierce do at OTAs that, that required like, yep, sorry, man, you should, hey, this will make you yeah. think next time you think about screwing around again, man. Now go take the photo with the black helmet over the blue shirt that is yeah, inexplicable yeah. otherwise. What a horror show that is. And But listen, let's not get bogged down because you brought it up. The Seahawks look spectacular. Right. It looks That's spectacular. Right. The Tampa Bay creamsicle is dynamite. The Arizona <laughs> Cardinals rebrand, kind of a tip of the cap to the past. Also forward thinking, I don't love the self-esteemless move of writing Cardinals on your jersey. You're all, you're one of 32. People know who you are. You're an NFL team. You don't have to remind us on your jersey by listing your name on it. Well, um, that to me, at least the C seems lazy. Is the C actually? Baby I don't even know what the, the C is about, but, these throwbacks, it up? but the other, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Did you see them gems? Oh, heaven. Is there a V? Otherwise, I'm not watching. Just it. drop straight from the heavens into our laps if you want it. A nice purple, simple line. That way it should be. I got to see. I, I know oh, we got the creamsicles yeah. back. I know we got, and then we, there's a trade-off for this Colts thing. But uh, I can't believe right. you don't. I, I, how is it possible? You're you're in the media, Sal. You look at social media. I, like and it, I, I just you told love, you I like the football. I like. I know, but you didn't even see the Vikings. How does one miss this? When this did it come breaking out? Breaking a couple days ago. Look it up. Uh, it's heaven. You, you've seen it before on Fran Tarkenton and Chuck Foreman and the rest of the gang oh. way back when. All right. So I'll I give apologize. you a spoiler alert. They're purple. Yeah. <laughs> is it purple yeah, and yeah. yellow? Is there some yellow? Uh, yeah, yellow. Did you see uh, Eddie and Eddie and Joel put this in the in the chat? This yeah. is an exact ripoff of a high school uh, a high school logo in Indianapolis. This Colt C with this uh, with the state of Indiana clipped out of it. it, it oh, is wait a minute. Oh, is replica. that what's going on? There's a, a map yeah, kind of thing going? Oh. Yeah, yeah. If you, they, they, if you zoom in on the sea, they cut out the state of Indiana. And uh, oh my that is is really uh, what, I what's don't, You know what? Here, yeah. Whoever came up with this, ESPN should fire this guy. I don't even care that he's not an ESPN employee. Hey, if there's one thing the state of Indiana is known for, it's it's great high school football. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let's we gotta honor that. If you all if, right, if, listen. Let's uh, let's take a quick break because we've not taken a break yet. Craziness. Okay, and I have back. a great question on the other side of it. All right.
Let's do it. We'll come back uh, with our plays of the day for Thursday. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app. It's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, Check. Well, let's get to your question. You said you had a question. You teased us. Play of the day matters, but uh-huh. play of the year, or should I say play of the season? Let's say, like you did at the top there 20 minutes ago, you win a billion dollars. And now, sort of Brewster's million style, Sal's mm-hmm. billions. Let's play this. You must spend this $1 billion. <laughs> Listen to what yeah. I'm telling you, or I'm yeah. asking you. Yeah. Or don't screw this up. You're going to be sorry you did. Now listen. Now you've won the billion dollars, but mm-hmm. it has the asterisk next to it. You have to win one bet this football season. Make it. One oh, bet. Oh, wow. Got to get it right. What's the best bet on the board right now? For futures NFL. bet? Yeah, any bet you want to make. You want to take so one I could say, ch- I, could say, I could say Chiefs to make the playoffs. Like I could do that. Like I could... It does it have to be minus 110? Does it have to be a 50-50 proposition? I I think that... Come on, Brewster. You got to figure well, this I, out I, for us. Okay. Yeah, make your rules up faster. Okay. That, <laughs> well, I, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I guess I didn't think this through. Hmm. <laughs> okay, how best to do this? You, you lay out the borders here. 
Sal, go uh, ahead. Give us something so it's not like, well, uh, you know, like that. Well, well go Brewster's ahead. Millions was Chiefs make spend... the playoffs is definitely the one. Uh, that's uh, uh, pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's some adjusted uh, win totals and stuff like that. I mean, if I could short the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl, I would do that, right? I mean, that, wouldn't that be the easiest? <laughs> Martin, what, what are you going with? I mean, I, that's pretty yeah, safe. Mine, mine would be Cardinals to miss the playoffs would be my Okay. I think my yeah, that's probably even better here. than the Chiefs to make it. Yeah. I think, although the NFC, you never know. All right, we'll check. What would you go with? I'd go Steelers over uh, eight and a half wins. I guess it's up to nine now, <laughs> which spooks me a little bit, but, I, but I do love that one. <laughs> Are you going to have people bet the other side on your behalf so that you Okay, I didn't get it exactly right, but this is a fun question. You got to win yeah, one. I like Tell it. us what I it like is, it. but but you're right. You you did quickly find the little loophole. I'll there. tell you what. I'll win uh with the Cardinals plus 110 tonight. Stroman against Mats. It feels like City Field um pandemic years right now. Both teams kind of struggling record-wise, 45 and 50 for the Cards, 45-53 for the Cubs, but the Cards have won 5 in a row. Stroman, uh, subject to trade discussions, does not fare well versus a uh, hot St. Louis team. Sports a 496 ERA. Give me those Redbirds at even money. Shaq, you're going against me. There's not much on the board, I do have to say. Uh, only three night games. We could pick some day games. There's like five games going on right now. But I mean, it, generally speaking, again, this is anecdotal uh, on my part, obviously, but these committee games that teams now throw out there with like, yeah, Steven Matz, we're going to let him run for about three innings here. Then we'll go, then we'll dip it mm -hmm. back into the bullpen and all of that. That just is sort of, it's not a white flag, but it's kind of a gray flag a little bit to, to mm -hmm. do that. Um, against the Cubs nominal ace. I like Stroman at home. This five game heater that the Redbirds are on is legit. And now they're back into it. In fact, their division odds have been cut in half. Mm -hmm. um over the last whatever it's been fortnight um what have they won eight out of ten or whatever um i say it ends here they're about even they the the, the red birds are a mediocre road team the cubs are a semi-lousy home team but again it's about the pitching matchup which is stroman v a bunch of guys who aren't good enough to be actual starters in major league baseball lay the run and a half i say let's have some fun here interesting all right uh, I should point out though, you guys got clobbered on Tuesday. I think I that know, was I the was, most was offensive, sick. productive uh, baseball day in a long time. Sheck, you lost your game by seven runs, and Martin, mm -hmm. you lost yours by fourteen. You had an over under eight. I did. At the, what was it, like twenty two or something? Twenty three yeah. runs scored or something? Something like that. I mean, Tiger scored more <laughs> runs on Tuesday than they have all the last week. But yeah. I got a. I love it when this is the type of stuff I feel like only happens to me. But I take an under last uh, on Tuesday, right? Yeah. I wake up on Wednesday, turn on the TV, and I'm watching the news, and it says record heats uh, uh, due to like, like record scores in baseball yesterday due to record heat wave, and I'm like, what? That type of stuff only happens to me. Like I don't <laughs> like y'all. Y'all been messing with me for the last three some years. How many times have I bet an over and under in a baseball game? Very yeah. rarely. And yeah. of course, the one time I try to snipe one, it's a record heat wave, which then causes historic totals in MLB. It's just was like that's the type any of cooler yesterday. I felt like because I I monitored the totals yesterday, they all still seemed around eight or nine, maybe a few more runs scored um, on some games. But uh, oh, wait, Martin, so so this makes you a climate change believer? <laughs> or are you a denier, or just a hater? Uh, it's not that I'm I don't saying, believe no. in climate change. It's just that I hate it because I bet uh, I bet an under. 
What I'm saying, Dave, is if I bet over on the temperature, it will go under. That's what I'm gotcha. saying. It will go under. That, that, that low key is the solution to climate change. Somebody put it in a book so I can go put a unit on mm. over 100 degrees and everything will cool off. Yeah, Caesars, get that going so Martin could parlay in over nice. with the over temperature. I think, like? I, I, think I said... Yeah. I'll go ahead. I'll Sorry, sacrifice ahead. my money. I'll do it. I'll sacrifice my money. You see the way I've been betting. Clearly, I'm <laughs> donating. What's your um, pick, Martin? I see. I, now this yeah. makes me think Martin didn't win the Powerball. All this talk. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Astros minus one and a half. The A's have won two games back to back and have been in ridiculous fashion. If you watched any of them, I had the yeah. Red Sox both times. So there you go. Yeah, I'm taking the Astros minus one and a half. Uh, a starter it was uh, he's terrible. What was his name? Hunter. Yeah, but the payout once you wager that billion dollars on this game is the payout's going to be about seven bucks. Well, I mean, like you're betting yeah, the Astros to beat the A's. Well, no, I'm taking them on the run line. He's taking the run so, line. What? What is that? Thirty-five. Oh, thirty-five. All right, not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah, I'm Listen, trying to. I'm trying to live, ticket. Dave. Not just survive. I hear you. I'm trying I hear to live. I'm taking the I one and a half. I lost money. Who did I have? I had Norway in the women's soccer. It's nice to wake up when all this stuff is going on. I had some <laughs> dumb three-ball thing where my guy lost. Uh, it's a, a glorious time to be a sports. sports there are some here. movies. There's some movies that are so bad that they're fun to watch. Obviously, yeah. um, my bet was so bad that it was fun on Tuesday when I took the Orioles to take care of the Dodgers because I literally I didn't lose the bet. I lost it before the first pitch clock had run out. Yeah, I mean it was like it was, see. Yeah. It was like twenty seven <laughs> it, it was like twenty seven nothing before like <laughs> two minutes into the game. Well listen, speaking of um viewing games at you know spaghetti meatballs, you went to the Angels Yankees and went to the big A. They saw the best game of the three by far because they went Monday night, right? Spaghetti and then there were like two hits from the Yankees on Tuesday. And then, like yesterday, it was six nothing in the six. I mean, did, you, you're probably lucky to not go to either of those games. At least you saw something competitive. But what the hell with this Yankees team? Well, two hits following. Yeah, the game that we saw that there were some bright spots. Luis Severino, you know, by far his best outing. Peraza getting on base five times, one hit, four walks. Not like I mean, you know, it, there were some positives. It's weird just saying a, in a bad loss like that, and then you follow that up with like a, a two hit performance and then the garbage yeah. yesterday with catching, you know, Redone blowing kisses to the fans that he's coming like his third start, you're getting paid $166 million in doing that. And I don't really usually care about that kind of stuff, but you got to kind of read the room a little bit better. And then the same thing with the guys in the, uh, the dugout Volpe and Rizzo who both are striking out an insane clip. They're like laughing about stuff, getting caught on camera again, your teammates, you could have your fun. I understand it's a long season, but they just it's it just a frustrating team because you cannot say, well, it's done and move on from them because, you know, when judges kind of come back, they're going to probably get into a, you know, a better streak here. And I, I do think they'll be aggressive to the deadline and there's still, you know, 50 plus wins. They're going to still be involved in the, the wild card race. So it's just one of those things you right. can't quit. But it's just annoying as a fan to be and then for you, Boone, to act so dumb and say so many dumb things and you you actually could see the mismanagement and then uh you know how Steinbrenner saying that uh I, I don't understand why fans are upset it's like well this is why this is why we're upset so uh, I, major changes need to be to be done and if not i have fear that you know boone cashman both gone major shakeup because this team will never rebuild it's, it's a constant competitive team and that's the problem yeah 
I don't know. Uh, the parlay kid went on record saying, what was he saying, babyface, that he's like, I hate to say it as a Yankee game, but some of these guys that were hitting in 2019 can't hit. He's like, were we cheating in 2019? I mean, obviously, Judge being yes. out of the lineup is, is huge. Yeah, I know. That's what I went to. I mean, yeah, 2019, <laughs> 1996, you were cheating. The Reggie Jackson year, 77, 78, you were cheating. I, I like the, uh, Amen. I like that. Uh, check, well, there I'm was, curious. There was record oh, heat. I'm going to give yeah. him the benefit of record <laughs> heat yesterday. And he, he didn't so know what much he was heat. saying. Too much. Much heat know. between yeah. Miami heat and then what we're going through this summer is uh, not good. Um, Check. I'm curious because I get on people and their responses, but I want you to answer this question. If you're Aaron judge, and I believe the question was posed uh, this way. Um, what do you think of the prospects of Shohei Otani breaking your record? How would you answer well, that? I, I, how would I feel versus how I would answer? How do you answer? I think I would yes. lie. Yeah. I think I'd try to be media savvy and not come off like the creep that mm-hmm. I actually am. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're playing a sport, you're competitive. You don't want people to break your record. I don't understand exactly why it's the, why it's a requirement that you announce and be gracious about this. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. God bless. God bless. You know, it was a, it was a great year for me. He <laughs> gets to hold the title for one year as though he's was named Miss America. And then he has to pass the torch on um, his and, response was, it's just a record. It'll be exciting for the game. If he went out there and got 63 plus, we'll see what happens. And I, I get it because it's, it's, uh, he's in a weird spot. Um, the Yankees might be looking to get Otani, right? So he doesn't want to say, screw this guy. I'm rooting against him. Uh, I hope he tears his ACL, uh, you know, walk into the training facility, right? I guess but I'd love it also, to be honest. I get Why can't you be honest about something? This isn't life and death. It'd so, be like, I hope he doesn't break it. It's a cool record to have. Right. I'd, love to, I'd love to 50 years from now be attending a ball game in, uh, in, in you know, in the back half of the 21st century and uh, some 27-year-old kids trying to break my, my yeah, record. But the- like, you know. As much as I made fun of it because it's the American League record, it's not just a record. And he knows that. I know he has to say these things, but he knows it's not just a record. It was a grueling summer, right, to get to put up the 62. Mm. Spaghetti, he doesn't believe this, right? He's just saying it. Well, I th- I mean, Aaron Judge comes from the the Derek Jeter school of, like, always say the right thing. So, I mean, if he was asked it, I feel like his response would be like, I hope he breaks it. It'll be great for the game. Like, he's a phenomenal player, et cetera. So, like, Judge n- always knows he's a, he's one step ahead. Um, oh, man. But I, I you know, I, I don't think I, it's not he's not going to break it, though. That's the unfortunate. He's a liar. I don't think so. so judge either. is a liar. Where no, Judge says fine. that this is lies. It's it, not in this courtroom. I'm not going to allow it. The truth is the requirement here. I don't well, care what that judge is up to. Martin, what do you answer? How's your answer? He may, he may not have the biggest issue with it. If you can remember last summer, well, the mayor's were sick and tired of going to baseball games. You can see it in her face. She says they're trying to see him, watch him break his record. You say they're always going to them. Aaron right. Judge may not want to deal with this in 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, whenever somebody else comes along and comes close and actually has a really? shot. Knock it out now, so I can say, yeah, I set the record for home runs in the American League, right. and then, but you don't have to actually do the back end work like Roger Maris's family had to do and be eighty five years old answering questions about it. Get it out the way now. Wow, I mean, what's the point then? I, 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 I don't. I, if, if I don't think he means this, he can't mean this deep down. If, People, be exciting these for the game. athletes, yeah. athletes who are superstars can't go anywhere at age thirty. You can you can feel it coming off of them when you meet them at age seventy. They miss it. They like mm. they like that spotlight. So of course it will not be a chore for for eighty seven year old Dave 
uh, to be attending ball games wherever as I watch someone attempt to break my records and I boo them from the that would be the good move is for the old man, for the mayor's family to have shown up and booed when Aaron Judge right. was trying to hit home runs, razzing him, make noisemakers, vuvuzelas to distract Aaron Judge, all that. That would have been a great move. What if Mar- Jack, you know, you, we, we Barry Bonds this. is most likely to do that? Barry Bonds, when somebody tries to break 70 or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. What is it? 70, right? Uh, 70, that's how 73. That's 73. 73. Mm-hmm. Look at yeah. what Barry Bonds did to that hallowed record. I can't even summon the number anymore. Says yeah. it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yes, that'd be but, funny but, if somebody razzed somebody breaking look, their we, record. We, we hate when we get to a point where the fans care more than the players, right? And Yankee yes. fans, I know, were very excited about Judge breaking it, you know, keeping it. But, but I know it was another Yankee whose record um breaking, right? But, uh, but, you know, and now for him to say, yeah, it's just a record, like, I don't know. Just I am with you. I don't it's, like that kind of that. What they're trying to do is be gentlemanly mm-hmm. and gracious and all that. But what it comes off is is exactly right. It comes off as apathetic. It is jersey swap. Good for right. the game. Like, cut that crap out. Hate everybody who's not on your team. I like Eddie Spaghetti, by the way, playing the role of Brad Pitt, playing Billy Bean in Moneyball. He's angry about Volpe and Rizzo laughing in the dugout during a losing streak spaghetti's gonna let's reshoot that scene with eddie spaghetti walking in there <laughs> this is what losing sounds like and then start throwing crap all over the room I like let's actually get him in the yankees clubhouse let's let spaghetti give him what for you could how many new york yankees could you beat up eddie spaghetti you could beat oh, up volby at least. i mean i'm not I, judge i wouldn't want to beat up any i mean i, I root for the team i want this to succeed and i'm not overly angry about the i said it's a long season like you're allowed to have fun with your teammates uh especially sitting in boring you know three-hour baseball games in the dugout but i i think nationally televised game then the three of them like the worst hitters in the team get caught you know yucking yeah. it up it's like all right guys you should probably do this like you know off camera somewhere else but it, what it's would bother you more that's a good feeling would bother you more to for them to be laughing during a losing streak or the skipper and the superstar of the team having a fist fight like Reggie Jackson and Billy Martin did. What would you favor if you had to choose one or the other? Oh, I'd love the fist fight. I mean, I think that I <laughs> Boom. judges too judges too, like I said, he's too much like Derek Jeter. That would never happen. But I mm. uh, for him to get fired up and be like, you know, and shock some life into Aaron Boone would be great. Then there's the the people, the contingent of Yankee fans or people who say that like Boone is literally just a figurehead. Like they are being run by a group of like these MIT Yale nerds that have these analytic binders and he's just kind of there just being the signal caller. So, I mean, who really knows? But I, I do think Aaron Boone definitely um, should go back to ESPN. Wow. I, and the Yankees... <laughs> The Yan- well, they, there's no job for him. They go back to just so they could fire him, maybe. But uh, yeah, the Yankees have enough trouble hitting. They're hitting 219 when Eddie Spaghetti isn't beating them up, so uh, they don't need that. Now, what do I do? Because I'm going to New York. This is a big question. And the Sal, plan yes. was for me to see Mets Yankees. I think we're seeing B- we are seeing Billy Joel on Monday. Mets Yankees Tuesday. I'm like, wow, what a back to back that would be. This is when both teams were in contention. This is when I wasn't you know, pulling my hair out at every Mets game. Although now uh, I love what they're doing. They're beating up on the white Sox. I'm not sure what they're doing today, but uh, they're, they're going to get just, uh, just hover around 500 enough. So that become buyers at the deadline, give away prospects and not make the playoffs. So that's going to be tremendous, but Shaq for the okay seats, not, not good seats, not bad seats, 250 bucks uh, at Yankee stadium. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm not, this- I get it. I'm not an Uber driver struggling here, but 
I got a lot of kids and I got a, a wife. Who, you know, she likes to try the hot dog, all, all different delicacies in the new stadiums. I, I do. I have to do it. I mean, I know, I know a, one feels bad for me right now, but that's a good woman. I like sakes. that. I like that uh, little side note there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, listen, I, she also I, said, by the way, when we found out the um, the Powerball ticket was purchased at a small uh, market in downtown L.A., she said, I hope it was a poor person. And uh, that's, ah, where we see, that's, that's where we disagree. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> nah, not Hollywood Henderson. How happy were you, Sal, that Hollywood Henderson, the uh, the yeah. infamous linebacker of the Cowboys, won the Powerball in Texas and won several million Yeah, that dollars. was great, too. I'm hoping it's our friend Brad or Hollywood Henderson again. <laughs> um, listen, I, I got I to go, right? I have to do the it. The Rams, well, listen, the Rams sent out that letter, Kevin Demoff, to season ticket holders or Rams fans uh-huh. or whatever, a couple months ago, basically announcing like, Hey, we gave you the glory of a Lombardi that nobody Mm -hmm. noticed in Los Angeles. Nevertheless, we moved heaven and earth to bring Stafford and otherwise here. Now the bills come due. You got to come watch (laughs) us, even though this is, this figures to be a lean season for you. Didn't we pay a little for the stadium? Did we pay for the stadium too? Did (laughs) did we get married? Am I now financially obligated to something for you? Like what what the hell? Why why, do I owe you? I don't owe you anything to go to the game. I have the same sort of conundrum. <laughs> hey, I can root for the other team that plays in that stadium if I want. <laughs> Who I care? Who's it's trying? super weird. Yeah, the the um, I went. By the way, weird completion of some inane circle that nobody cares about. But 1986 Game Seven, my old man was a huge Red Sox fan, so I was rooting for the Red Sox as well in that window. I had to go to Billy Joel in Pittsburgh. While mm-hmm. game seven happened and I watched, I could see Billy Joel had a little TV on the side of the oh, stage wow. and I could see way down through binoculars. Billy Joel and his band were going around to watch what happened in the game uh, periodically. Funny. And so I remember Ray Knight hitting the home run, literally watching on Billy Joel's TV in the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Complete circle. I at, We're going to Disneyland this weekend. And on Friday night, Joey Atani is pitching against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Am I oh. obligated to pay to see that game? I, I mean, I feel like I would like to do it to see Otani. Well, not you'll to see, see him Pittsburgh Pirates. He, he has a good chance he ends up on the Pirates in a few weeks or maybe. Uh, yeah, at least think break right. Year. I don't know. Okay. No, yeah, maybe. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I, I think the answer is regrettably. I really do feel bad because it's nice for your. It's a memory for your boys and everything. Yeah. I, I think you have to send a, a an important message to not just the metropolitan but mm-hmm. to your boys too you're not you're, you're not some sucker what are you some some dope who be, because right. the metropolitans need you now the billionaire needs you I, Fat. I say you skip it you gotta <sighs> I think you have to send a strong message to them martin but the message is also hey we're um we have to watch this terrible team at four 10 p.m. every day we got to walk walk by that tv but we're in town we're actually in town for the game against uh you know in city rivals and we're not even going to go see it what do i do i mean at best i think your kids will be a little confused all right (laughs) well they're already (laughs) it's like like, wait a minute dad i don't get it it's like (laughs) if we were at home you'd definitely be watching the Mets. right right yeah i uh you know i would try to go I would try to go. If All nothing right. else, like not to be like, not to be like corny or whatever, mm-hmm. but like I remember going to games with my dad, and that it was the coolest thing ever. You know, so yeah. Yeah, especially the opportunity to, have, to go see your team. You know, 
Dave's talking these, Mets right now. The Penguins no, were like listen, one in 16. I told you, these he memories are so Claude expensive, Bain though. These memories are getting so expensive. <laughs> that, that's the problem. Well, that's the thing. That's the point. That, that That's the, the, the thing that you have to inject into the conversation, Martin, is like I right. took my old man and my boy to see the – the equally atrocious Pittsburgh Pirates a few years ago to play the Dodgers, mm. but it didn't cost me $1,500 to do it. That's what right. Sal's looking at here. Right. I mean, that, that, I'm dropping a lot for a meaningless baseball game. All right, listen, well, let's take another break. Maybe I can make some of that money back uh, betting the Women's World Cup. We'll talk briefly on that, and then uh, and we'll get out of here. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Women's World Cup uh, begins today. As I said, I think I had I had Norway. I'm, I'm I bet like a big parlay with teams to qualify, and I think Norway was like minus fifteen hundred, and they lost already. They could still come back. Anyway, it's it's just fun waking up to that women's uh, soccer that I didn't get to watch at two in the morning, and uh, I'm already a loser. But the big game uh, for U.S. Uh, opening game, Vietnam. We're a minus 200,000 favorite. Do we even the score with the country of Vietnam, Shaq? Or do we <laughs> overlook them again? Boy, you, Harry. <laughs> I'm going to, like, Hench t- says, somehow he's a, a women's soccer expert now mm. um, with his best bets. He said take England to win. I know, I saw a bet them. Yeah, he likes that. Uh, they might, I, they might I, be overlooked. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be apathetic. I'm not going to provide any insight on this because I have none. I have, <laughs> okay. I, I have nothing to tell you about this. I, I there's no, there's no, I'm, I, I'm not going to be one of these frauds who goes and looks it up and reads a couple articles about it because you put it on the rundown. It wouldn't mean I know anything more now than I did okay. uh, 20 minutes ago. I have no insight on how Vietnam is at, uh, at soccer. They're not very good. I think they lost to Spain 9 nothing. I say we lose, uh, we beat them 7 no, we don't lose. We beat them 7 nothing. You could bet 7 or more goals scored in the game at minus 125. So that's my bet for that. But I'm I, doing that we, too. If we lose to Vietnam, I'd hate to say what that parade looked like um, for the U.S. <laughs> women. Martin, you have thoughts on this? Uh, no. Uh, I don't, okay. but <laughs> shout out to Jenny Taz, my homie. She's uh, yeah. working the Women's World Cup. So yeah, she's delightful. I ran into her uh, the other day. She's uh, the, the, the the sweetest in the business, I'd say. Uh, 49 days until football, Shaq. I know you're crazy about the numbers. I looked up the best 49. This is till NFL kickoff. This college is uh, long before that, a couple weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we're talking not a, minutes, not a, right? Not a great number, right? I mean, Dwayne it's Woodruff the worst. comes to mind. I think Dwayne, it's Dwayne, the worst. Bobby Mitchell is a Hall of Famer. I only really read about him. Running back, wide receiver, right? You know, uh, highly touted uh, long before my time. Tremaine Edmonds and Dwayne Woodruff, who's a judge now. I think this is one of the worst. No disrespect to anyone I just mentioned, but this might be the worst number in football. Well, it's a running back eligible number, too, and it's definitely on the short list of worst numbers you could wear Mm. as a running back. I think Ron Guidry was baseball. There's there's some baseball... uh, icons up there as i mentioned ron gidry yeah i think there's a pretty good 48s too but 49 i can't think 48 not bad that's about i know at 48 yeah uh yeah 49 i remember carola made us do this like what's the worst number in football and we sat there for two and a half hours and we named every number three times and he said no and i think what did he come up with jack was it 60 i think 60 if he, he said 60, he's wrong. I know. I, you know, every couple of years or a couple of months or a couple of hours, I get sucked into this conversation <laughs> about, about best and worst numbers in sports right. and stuff. Um, he's wrong. He meant, if he says 60, I don't think he meant kind of historically cool who has the no, 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 60. just aesthetically. What, what, right, right, right. What, what would that have? Who cares? All right. So I think I think he said, I think, he said I much think, more controversial things uh, since then. I have to say, <laughs> I haven't kept up. I don't know what's even no. uh, for. Uh, I'll, I'll be paying a visit uh, to his studio. And oh, nice. Um, the um, uh, what the, I, I, I've gone all the way through this and I can't remember what my own answer is. 61 sucks pretty bad, though. 61. <laughs> That's not 61. a good one. Yeah. All right. I don't Listen, want, I don't want go somebody to throw that one. We uh, I promise this will get better. The content, it won't be about Powerball and uh, and football jerseys in a couple of weeks. We have next week off and then head first into football. Shaq will have been here August. I think we did a nice job with July. I really do. No one got I hurt. I want to pat ourselves on the back collectively. We did it. We made yes. it through the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we Martin and we Dave covered. gave out picks that lost by 21 runs uh, collectively. I, I think. Uh, damn right. Yeah, it, shook it off. Yeah. There you go. You minus know what? Three you know what is is, and, is uh, Hench and Eddie. Uh, you check it out right there. Minus three podcast. Go ahead, Mark. I was, but what's hilarious about the fact that I lost so poorly on Tuesday? <laughs> I went to go great. see Oppenheimer. So poorly, right? I, I went. Right, I, I went to see Oppenheimer. Right. Uh-huh. We had the, the Mark. You know, Mario took us to the advanced screening. Right. So mm-hmm. in there with all the media hobnobbers and types. Right. I yep. got a three teamer going at the time. Right with the Rangers, the Cardinals, and the Colorado Rockies. So the Rockies mm-hmm. were the last one. I'm thinking there's no shot. It's just, they're playing the Astros it's right after the break. They, they end up winning this game, but with, and down the stretch, I'm like looking at my, my phone at the you know I was just tracking the game or whatever. After the movie, which mind you guys, it's three hours and ten minutes oh, long. Oh, is it? And the, it's it's. Three hours and 10 minutes long. And when we're watching it, the projector like broke midway through. So it took like, we had a nice little intermission Uh. here. So I'm at the movies for four hours in the midst of this three team. (laughs) And I, you know, we get in the car afterwards. And she's like, I didn't appreciate the fact that you had your phone out. Oh, really? And I just felt like this is the most June thing ever or July thing ever. Because if this was August, I mean, September, November, and this was football season, I wouldn't even be here. I'd be watching the game like a respectable sports fan that I am instead of having to sit here through this 
three and a half hour. Wait a movie, minute, didn't you on good, our last no movie should be three hours long? Our last podcast, didn't you almost break up with a girl for leaving a game that you were watching, not paying attention? The attentiveness was uh, utmost importance to you, and now she's giving so it back happened, to you. Like what happened in that moment? It was Tom Brady versus the Washington Commanders, yeah. and. Taylor Heineke is walking the Buccaneers down the field. And I'm like, wait, are we really about to see Brady eliminated in the wild card round? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler All alert. Right. No, they won the it Super Bowl happen. that year. Yeah. By the way. She, so wait, so she Martin, turns to me though. It's just like, what's like, is this almost over? And I'm like, how could you possibly be asking? Is this <laughs> she meant Brady's career? She wasn't talking about the game. So, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so wait, so you're at the movie. And your girlfriend says, I don't appreciate you doing that. So so you're dating Miranda Lambert, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Uh, topical <laughs> joke. Um, the um, I, I, You're Barry in the lead. Great movie, like all time, like he best said, picture okay. of the year. Or he only okay. okay. Uh, well, my thing, only things that only things that should be longer than three hours to me are football games. So I, I stand on that. So if your movie's longer than three hours, it's a lot of stuff they could have probably cut out of it then mm -hmm. got it a nice cool little two thirty. But right. I did enjoy the movie. It was pretty good. I well, I would add to yeah, football, buffets, and my vigorous lovemaking sessions. Those Ooh. are the only things that should last longer <laughs> than than three hours. Um, if you want to do it properly. I want to sign off, but I'm just now noticing after an hour and uh, whatever, uh, we're wearing the same thing. But this has this ever happened? Or uh, do we belong to a cult here? Oh wow! We're all wearing our right, check. You have at least something on your uh, black shirt. I got. But we're I all, got my Mount Pius T-shirt on. Pius. All right, let's never do this again. <laughs> Good job. Well, we guys. gave we gave a yeah. big two hour. We gave a big marathon because we're off next week, as yeah. you say. So me, Hench, and Spaghetti. Not because we had to. But not it, not by not by choice. Just mm. one of those things that happen. That's how much we enjoy kibitzing. I so know. go listen to two hours. I'm I, sorry to everybody. I I, I, he, I mean, he went. Uh, I'm now a lunatic for thinking. No, what did he say? I'm insane for thinking Edelman shouldn't make the Hall of Fame. It is I'm weird, insane. right? And <laughs> then insane. other Boston me, fans, me and everybody else who watched football, who's not going to vote for him to get to the Hall of Fame. We're all well, insane. that's why I'm getting, I'm getting these chip on the shoulder Boston sports fans. Yeah, but so you didn't give like, you didn't I think give, Edelman didn't give could an be answer, good. Shaq. You didn't give an answer. Do you, I said he's not going to get in. No, I no. Said he's not. You got to vote. Is he in or not? Forget sure. about it, he's not going to get in. Yes. Yes? I, yes. I, right. I, I, he's well, not going to get in. I, would I vote for him? Yes. Yes. Do Great. I think he will get oh. the votes? No. Good. I do good. not no. think good. he will. Anybody just play. Everybody who's a disenfranchised with the league as it is, just don't play the regular season. Play the playoffs. Santana Holmes should get in the Hall of Fame. All these guys have made great catches in the Super Bowl. I didn't say uh, one good guy. Uh, that's not right, right, you. All right. There was a, he got an MVP hey, for all, one. He made a key catch, and then he had a catch that had to be reviewed for an hour and a half. So uh, that's good enough. Let's let's that, that's fine. Now, uh, Dave is a Hall of Fame apologist. I've realized this over the last half decade <laughs> or so that we've known each other and been working together. That's what you are. You want to you, you want it to be the Hall of Fame. You just want everybody in there. Come yeah, on down, Matty Stafford, Cam Newton, walk on in, Julian Edelman. The water's fine. I don't hear a lot of no's from you, Shaq. It's true. Well, why? I mean, because it. Listen, do you want to have this? We could do another. No, marathon. no, we, we gotta go. I gotta go. I got another I podcast after this. Okay, but listen. You, it, the, 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 idea like here, here's the crate just one example of the craziness the voters and then they talk about it publicly it's not like some some secret they say like yeah we agree that like you can't put you, you know we got to cap how many players from one great team we put in there 
what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, if you are on repeat Super Bowl champions, then you should be honored as such. It's not like, wow, like we've hit our limit. We can't. He got his awards. He got his MVP. About? Are you talking about Edelman still? He got what? what no, well, I'm talking about anybody. anybody. I'm talking about them. Right. They say that about, you know, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, LC Greenwood. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But come on, it would get silly if we put all those Steelers in. Like, I mean, what's the measure then? What, 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 what are you even not attempting Julian to put Edelman. together here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, that's, that's fine. And, uh, but and I will we, say. We also learned that Robert Kraft is a great guy, but not Jerry Jones. So go listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a great. But that's the pleasure of mine. I know. I know. It is great. It's a lot of fun. Monologues. He takes you on a ride, Hench. He does. Spaghetti. Listen like sometimes spaghetti, like he gets his head down. I I, I follow. I use spaghetti as, as the representative of the audience. I can mm. tell like how we're doing because I just watch spaghetti as Hench and I are talking and seeing if spaghetti yes. is interested or not. Very, right. I will say, it was How a really close fun is the blade to Spaghetti's wrist now? Oh boy, it looks like it's getting <laughs> exactly. close. All right, let's exactly. get a plug on this Roscoe. Good Town times there. <laughs> but while we're off, the NFL guys are going to report to camp. That means when we return, we have nothing there you go. but the Civil War reenactments called preseason football between us and the real deal. We made it, fellas. I love it. We, we did, did it. it. Congratulations. Uh, between now and then, we are off next week. But I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, and especially because we took next week off. But please remember, you're all my favorites. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.